We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the RotoWire DFS show. We are here today to discuss our April Fool's Day, April 1st, five-game Premier League slate. So my name is Jack Burkhart. I am, you can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I am joined here by Ryan Belangi and Jordan Cooper. And it is a very big day for one member of this distinguished panel that we have right here. Our own Ryan Belangi, he's getting married this weekend. So massive shout out to Ryan right there. And Jordan, I had a question for you to open things up with. So you two are both DFS professionals and you're also married. So do you have any marriage advice that you'd like to pass on to Ryan? Marriage advice or just DFS marriage advice? Well, you know, the intersection. <laughs> he, 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 already must, he already knows the first rule of DFS. I mean, the first rule of DFS involves your significant other. It, it, I have a video about it. I released it God knows how long ago, a couple of years ago. First rule of DFS is that when you win, the first time you win a decent amount of money, you bribe your significant other, you buy them a gift. And once they know that, oh, you're not just, you know, you know, not paying attention to them and building your lineups every Saturday morning or Sunday or Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon or whenever you're doing it, that there's a financial benefit to them as well. So like once you, once you, once you get that taken care of, they'll let you build your lineups whenever the hell you want. Other than that, I mean, what the hell are you gonna ask me for marriage advice? I've like, like my my marriage that that probably doesn't look like most other people's marriages. We we're 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 very uh, we're very independent people. Hey, that's great. Whatever works. But uh, yeah, we have to give we have to give Ryan a little bit of razzing. We have to give him a little bit of advice to move forward. Ryan, my advice to you as a DFS novice, from my point of view, is to not explain like the intricacies of the game to your wife because you run risk that she'll start making fun of you. So whenever Mo Salah scores a goal in a Liverpool slate, and I fade Mo Salah, Mo Salah my wife will uh, say, "Let me guess, you didn't play him." So she knows who the chalk is and enough to enough to razz me. So. Um, yeah, I would avoid doing that at all costs. But how are you feeling? You looking forward to it, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. Um, are, yeah, are you? Good, is your wedding on? Is, is your wedding tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be uh, ready ready for the soccer games bright and early. Right. Well, that's morning. what I was just gonna ask. It's like, are you getting married <laughs> tomorrow? Or are you gonna make sure to build your lot? As you're going down the aisle, it's like I gotta I gotta. There's no late swap in in, in soccer because all the games yep. are at the same time <laughs> tonight. So I'll be ready to go. And yeah, she she knows absolutely nothing about DFS. She thinks it's like basically magic. I mean, she's not, uh, you know, she she's not even American, so she just can't believe you can make money doing something like this. She doesn't even understand sports. She doesn't like. Yeah, so it's one of those Does things. She think and you're Andy, a drug dealer? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, she, she wasn't sure for for a while, like what what was going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then to to Jordan's comment, yeah, there's been there's been plenty of plenty of bribe gifts um, already, and I and I'm sure I'm sure there'll be more. <laughs> that sounds good. So you heard it here first in the Roadwire Show. Bribe your significant other. This is the key to a happy a happy marriage if you play DFS. I was thinking maybe you were going to tell me, Jordan, maybe I could play 300 lineups now. 
Oh, well, there you I don't go. know why you do that in soccer contests when the prize pools are the way they are. <laughs> I don't know. I never right. understood that to begin with in the first place. When the Saramek, 150 lineups. Why? If you win first place and that's your only lineup, you only three extra money. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? I agree. Yeah. In football, though, when you play in football season, that's it. Football that, or, or sign, sign her up, right? Depending yeah. on what state you're in. I mean, truthfully, depending on what state you're in, sign up for the sportsbook accounts and, <laughs> and for all those bonuses on, on, on your wife's account also. Like that, that legitimately is something that you could do. Yeah, I wish. I'm currently in a state where you can't sports bet. Yeah. Here, here in Kentucky, they just passed it literally last night. Yeah, and then I you said that, that you're going to get limited right away. So congratulations. Oh, yeah, no, no. I can't, I can't wait until they set this up later in the year or early next year. They have in-person registration for the first 12 months. So I'll have to go to Churchill Downs in order to set up my sportsbook account. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, they'll have, like, DraftKings fans. Uh, because basically all the digital stuff platforms have to be partnered with a horse racing, a horse track. That's the only way they can get this thing passed in Kentucky is if the horse racing lobby controls all of it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I fully expect that I, I will go in person to uh, register for all the sports books. And then uh, within three days of, uh, of betting in egregious uh, prop lines, uh, be limited to about like $2.14. Yeah, there you go. You can just grind your way up. All right, let's get into this five-game slate. Um, just a quick overview of everything. It's So we have five games, so we have 10 teams to look at. The major storyline here is that Arsenal are going to be big home favorites against Leeds. So they're about 75% to win. They have, by about a half goal, the highest total of the game, and that match has the highest total, mostly just inflated by the Arsenal piece, pieces. And then the other favorites, they're slightly less favorites. So around 60%, you have uh, my seemingly favorite team, if you look at my lineups, Brighton and Hove Albion. They're playing. They're hosting Brentford. So that has the second highest total. So those two are probably going to be the two most popular games to look at. And then the three remaining games are all toss-ups against pretty bad teams. So Wolves can't score a goal to save their life, but they're favored visiting Nottingham Forest. Bournemouth are favored against the Fulham team that lost like their manager and three of their players to like a red card brawl that happened in their previous game. And then Crystal Palace is now um, back under charge with uh, Roy Hodgson. He's the new man. He's back managing Crystal Palace. They are very slight favorites hosting Leicester City. So I was looking at the prices and constructing lineups, Jordan, and I guess the first thought is everyone's just going to be jamming Arsenal pieces in. But I don't think you necessarily have to play, you know, more than two Arsenal pieces, even in cash. So from a big picture DFS point of view, how do you see this slate? You say more than two Arsenal pieces. I I think in cash games, you don't, you, you don't have to play any Arsenal pieces. I don't think you have to. I'm saying like two is the... I don't even think... To, I, I think I actually... Truthfully, I think Arsenal pieces are suboptimal. Well, on the we'll slate, even in cash games. So, like, like all the pick'em games are close enough that, like, the only big underdogs are, like, Bradford or the Leeds. So, it's like, I'm probably avoiding those two teams, right? Because Arsenal have an implied total of 2.32, Brighton 1.86, but their players are all expensive. And then, once we have, like, Gabriel Jesus back, like, now you're going to get to the situation where Trossard comes on, and we got Reese Nelson in there. So, it's like... Like to me, the, the safest, the safest quote players on Arsenal, like Saka and Odegaard. And Saka's 11.5, and Odegaard's 8,000. And the Brighton players, I mean, Solly March is up to like 8,700 or something like that. I'm for, for cash games, I'm looking at all the pick 'em games. It feels like, like, I don't have to chase goals on this. Like, it feels like this is, this is a, this is an old school. EPL slate rather than like a pseudo champions league type of slate where I think I could build my lineup and, and go, if no goals get scored, how does my lineup do? And if that lineup does very well, like that, that seems to be what I'm leaning towards in cash games and all the extra, like to me, soccer at 11, five from a floor perspective versus other guys that are 2000 to 4,000 cheaper is about the same, but of course the upside is Arsenal could, you know, score four goals. Uh, but in cash games, do I, do I need that? Cause it, it severely hampers your lineup by playing some of these Arsenal players. Uh, and I'm, un, I'm unlikely to do so. I think, I think, I think uh, we have, we have some underpriced players. We have some high floor players that 
I don't think I need a goal. I don't think I need a, a single goal in my entire cash lineup to do well in double ups. Ryan, what do you think? Are you do you think that uh, Saka is too expensive, and you're looking to the other three matchups as well? Um, yeah, Saka might be too expensive. If you don't play Saka, you can make some just incredible lineups, pretty much. Um, but you know, what if he drops another forty burger like he did last time? Um, I don't know. Like, so I think I'm, I might be in the minority here. It seems you guys and other people I've talked to don't really nope. think you need Arsenal. No, um, I, in my, in my dummy lineup, I think it's like a decision if you play soccer or not, but I have soccer in my dummy lineup and there are some yeah. slate dynamics at the defender position that make me think I can get away with it. But I've also been spending too little at defender lately compared to other players. So I, I think that's kind of like the trade-off is the main part of the decision. Um, Adam's article, he doesn't think you need Arsenal though, but go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, who are you going to play besides Arsenal? I mean, Sally March is are, just are you as kidding? expensive are you kidding as me? all the Arsenal Ron, guys. Yeah, no, Ron. hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, if I, if, if there's anybody who wants to play me this week and not use any Arsenal players, I would play them for infinite amount of money. I'll, I'll put half my bankroll up against anyone who wants to play me if they don't use any Arsenal player. I got I got two 15 I mean, head-to-heads posted in the lobby, Ryan. I will hop in. I mean, I don't want to take no, your money, though. I don't want to, like, do it. it's not like, him. it's just, like, more to prove a point. Like, I don't see how you f- don't play any Arsenal on this slate. Um, I'm pretty sure, Ryan, I mean, we're, what, uh, 20, 18 hours away? I'm pretty sure that I will not have a single Arsenal player in my cash line. Oh, man. I, I mean, I don't love Okay, take the 215. For, you got like, $215. Yeah, I, will, I, I, I grab. Just, Go. I just, I don't love to hear that, you know, in terms of your bankroll after this slate. <laughs> <laughs> we finally have Ryan and Jordan disagreeing. This is the best show ever. It's like, like, okay. You know, you know I what mean, I'm going to do? Ryan, Ryan, what, what do you feel? Do you feel much more comfortable? With Saka in your lineup, right? Are you going to play Odegaard also? I'm playing Odegaard for sure. Okay, so if you you play Saka and Odegaard, and yeah. I will play Morgan Gibbs White, James okay. Madison, and Andreas Pereira, and I'll just be glad. Just try to run me down. Oh yeah, awesome! You play. You spend your money on three underdog guys and give me Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, games. I just, pick them games. Just, Come on. I mean, let's go. Let's go. Um, okay. Like I see. So there's a bunch, like the guys you mentioned, there's a lot of like decent plays on this slate that are, that are fine. But I mean, like compared to Arsenal, I see two good play, two players that I want to play on the whole slate, like McAllister and March. After that, I just, the other guys are fine, but I'll, I'll have McAllister also, but I'm also going to have McAllister. Yeah. I'm just saying like, I, I, I would have been, yeah, I don't know. Would have been more okay with fading Arsenal. I just don't love the other options. Well, why don't we pivot to seeing how Jordan sees the forward position and maybe the cash game construction. So if you're not going to be paying 11.5K for Bukayo Saka, he's priced that high because he's more likely to go 90 minutes. He does take penalties. It seems like he takes a slightly more set pieces, but that might be an artifact of like Trossard coming in and splitting with uh, Martinelli. So Jordan, how do you see the forward position? Are you slotting in Morgan's Gibbs White and then spending down at a second forward slot, or are you looking to do something entirely different from that? Well, I think I think a pseudo dinky do is in play. I'm not sure if I'm going to do. I don't. Th- I don't. I'm not sure if I'm going to need it. But to me, like in a in a in a, obviously, I'd love to play soccer. It's not like I have anything against soccer. It's just eleven five. It's it's my, if he was nine thousand. Then sure, yeah, I'm pl- I'm plugging him in, yeah. But eleven five is a different story. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is way way too goal dependent at eighty three hundred. Probably doesn't probably doesn't play ninety anyway. So do I want to play eighty three hundred for him? It's his goal scoring odds is only plus one twenty five. So I don't think I'm missing anything there. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White seventy eight hundred, a home matchup that truthfully I'm not even sure why Wolves are even favored in this matchup, right? I almost think that Forrest are a better team. Uh, he goes 90. He takes all their set pieces. I mean, like, like, like it, it's cash games. Like, I like, can I get 12 points? Can I get a goal's worth of points from Gibbs White without him scoring a goal or an assist? Yes. So to me, like, there's my first forward. And then I take a look. It's like, okay, especially if we're going to pay up 
for for three midfielders, right? If I'm going to pay 6,500 plus for three midfielders, I need to find some savings. And uh, uh, the, there's one super saving and there's one pseudo super saving, a uh, pseudo saving. I think the the super saving one is if you want to play Vinicius at 4K with Mitrovic not in and William not in for Fulham. Of course, his floor is low, right? I, I mean, but I mean, he's better than uh, old son Edward, right? Because yes. if he starts at 3,500, it's just that Vinicius, with, with the players that Fulham have out, Vinicius is more likely to play closer to 90, 80 plus minutes anyway. And if I need the salary savings, I can do it there. I don't think I'm doing that, but I'm, why, why can't I play Will Zaha at, 6300 because that seems awfully cheap for a guy that plays 90 minutes and gets tons of peripheral points the only thing that i would be concerned about and this is i want to throw it over to ryan uh is is hodgson gonna affect the way that crystal palace plays where they're more likely you know he's the typical guy the sam allard is nice type come in help us not get relegated Next thing you know, they turn into a uh, seed possession 60% of the time, have 10 men behind the ball, and next thing you know, Crystal Palace's attack kind of isn't all that great anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. Um, when he was there last time, they were one of the worst teams to target for DFS, just like you mentioned, the way they play, you know, de- defensively on the counter, not a lot of guys forward trying not yeah, to not lose. It's not like they've been basically. particularly good this season. Crystal palace. Offensively right. Yeah, but they play, um, they play much more open. That's why they we got did. guys like Elise and, and Eze and Jordan and, 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 and IU and Zaha, like they get peripheral points because they do play more open and less defensively. But with Hodgson, I mean, that's certainly not going to be the case. But the thing that I like about Zaha is that he could generate points by him. He's a playmaker. He could generate right. peripherals by himself. And play 90. And compared yeah. to the, I mean, if you take a look at the goal scoring odds, like it's, it's not, it's not, it's not bad. I mean, like, like Zaha yeah, is yeah. 160 to score. I mean, he's, he has better goal scoring odds than Odegaard, right? I'm not saying he's a better play than Odegaard. I'm, don't right. get me wrong. That, I mean, Arsenal's going to rack up peripherals because they'll have the ball all the time. But it's not like, it's not like I'm seeding that much upside because, if anyone's going to score for Palace, it's most likely going to be Zaha being involved in the goal. It's just that maybe the possession for Palace will be lower, which means that there'll be periods of 15 minutes where Zaha has zero points. And then there'll be periods where he racks up three or four at once. Like those yeah. bunches, there'll be a little bit higher variance. But for 6,300, like, I mean, Zaha has been priced at 8K, 9K and multiple times this season he typically yeah no you, you don't need to seven or eight me. points no matter what so like for cash games i don't need i don't think yeah. i need the salary to go down to vinicius at four thousand. so like why not you know why not play yeah, zaha? no you you don't need to sell me i think zaha is a good fine play for cash fine play for any format too cheap you know i, I was going to finish the thing about hodgson you you, you kind of did it doesn't really matter as much for a player like zaha He's going to be out there nine for 90 and he's just too cheap. And even if they don't have the ball, he's still going to draw fouls and do other things. Um, so, yeah, I think Zaha's fine for that price. I wouldn't want to play Carlos Vinicius, but I I mean, I get it. Um, so, so is your combo, what... Ryan, Saka, Zaha? Well, yeah, I would use that combo. But if uh, if Trossard doesn't start... I think Martinelli might be the best forward, actually. I mean, I don't know. Like, he's only 800 more than Gibbs White. And if he's going to split sets and probably, like, I don't want to say probably, but good chance to play 90 um, and just just a much higher floor from open play and a much higher ceiling. I don't know. If Trossard didn't start, I would be back on Martinelli here, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, Saka and Zaha, I like that, too. I think Gibbs White's fine too. I just think he's priced a little too close to Martinelli. If Martinelli would have a share of 
corner kicks. Doesn't Trossard being on the bench make him more likely to sub on for Martin? I don't know. I honestly, I think Trossard would come on for Jesus instead. Okay. Only I think so we're, because we're pretty sure that Jesus is not going to play 90. Yes. Yeah, we're pretty sure that. And also Arsenal were sort of flying with Trossard in the number nine. And they, they look pretty good at times. So I think like Arteta would go back to that. Yeah, all right. So you can play Saka Zaha. You can look to Morgan Gibbs-White as well. I really don't think this uh, Vinicius is a good idea because I just don't think that you necessarily need need the money. But I guess that is in play. And someone has to convince me to stop playing Edouard in uh, showdowns because he's always start cheap. So I'm not going to be playing him in cash games on Classic Slate, I think. Um, anyone else want to share anything about forward before we jump to midfield? I mean, for cash games, I don't think there's anyone. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone we missed. Can... I mean, if you didn't want to play for Vinicius, I don't think like Jaden Anthony is like awful. I just don't think you, I just don't think you need the sell. I think. The only way that you'd need salary there is if you want to pay up at midfield and also play soccer. Mm -hmm. And then I'd then, I mean, we have, we have a pseudo midfield punt, which I know, I know we're going to have to talk about this, uh, a cheap guy at midfield yeah. that may be underpriced or may not be underpriced depending <laughs> on how you view it. Who knows? Uh, right. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing that guy in my lineup with how I want to set up my lineup. Uh, but I think, I think, that midfielder is the, like almost the linchpin of the slate because your yes. construction, great. Basically, Saka and Pedro Neto are the two linchpins because obviously one is eleven five, so that's going to hamper your lineup. And then Pedro Neto is forty one hundred, which if he were to play like seventy five plus minutes, is significantly underpriced. The question is, does he does he does he play more than a half? <laughs> Yeah, and I think that would change your view on Bukayo Saka because in my dummy cash lineup, I do have Pedro Neto in, and I'm okay with him playing 50 minutes at 4,100 because I think he can do quite well. It was a scary fade um, last go-round in cash games without him, but we can get down to the cheap options later. The first name that you see when you look at the midfield is you see a $9,200 James Madison, and it seems like every week I talk about these things, it's like James Madison, he's a little expensive and Lester kind of stink, but... At the same time, he always racks up a good floor. So we know that Jordan is in on James Madison going into the slate. Ryan, what do you think about James Madison and the other high-priced midfielders on the slate for cash games? Yeah, midfield's tough. I, I like Madison too. May I, I don't I don't if I didn't play Saka, I would be more likely to consider Madison. But I like some of the you know it's a pretty good matchup actually away to Palace. Um, so yeah, like I can see going there, but I just I don't really like him better than March or Odegaard, and I feel like I might be in the minority with that. So maybe Jordan can tell us why Madison's a lock or or something like that. Well, nothing's nothing's a lock. In cash games, I care about medians, so it's like you tell me that I could get you know the the monopoly set piece taker of a pick'em team against the Hod against the Hodgson defense, right? Maybe not doesn't score goals, but I mean, dude, I mean, it's quite possible that Madison has like 12 crosses, five chances created. And I mean, like three shots. I mean, you know, they're going to see possession to Lester more likely. He's going to play 90 minutes. Lester need points. So it's not like they're, they're not happy with the draw either. So like, to me, I view Madison at 9,200 to have like a higher floor than Saka at, at what, what is it? $2,300 cheaper. Soccer, yes, has the higher ceiling. I get it, right? I'm not. I'm not refuting these Arsenal ceilings, but we have a slate where we have these types of guys available that that have so so, so much narrow narrow ranges and easier paths to like ten to fifteen points than having to rely on goals and assists. And then these are also the guys that create the chances for goals. So, like, you have Madison preloaded with 10 to 15 points if he if he's on the score sheet i mean you're screwed i mean if you don't have him you're screwed right so like i don't see that necessarily the same way for the arsenal play i see the arsenal players having lower floors but higher c like their range of outcomes is much wider and just generally in cash games when i have the ability to do so i prefer getting there through not having to rely on the most variant aspects 
of soccer, which are the goals and where they come from, right? Arsenal could score three or four goals, and then none of these guys really are get there enough for their price. They'd be fine. Odegaard's sitting there with 14 points. Okay, oh, that's he's 8,000. Okay, and I have James Madison with 18 points. Okay, mm-hmm. Saka puts up 19. Would you be happy with that? It's like, yeah, I mean, I could cash with that, but like, did I need to play him? It'll, I could find 19 points elsewhere. And I just I just see these guys in, in the, the midfield spots. The only question to me is that in my type of lineup construction is that I don't have enough midfield spots. So like, if I play the construction like that, I have to seed someone like Pedro Neto or pay up for defender, which I think when we get to it, I'm not sure if there's a reason to on this slate to pay up, up. I think you're not paying down, down, but you're not paying up, up. Uh, Then I'm just, I I, I just look at my lineup with guys like, like Madison and Pereira and Gibbs white. And it's like guys that typically play. I mean, Pereira's probably playing 90 with who's out. So like, I'll take 90 minutes of the guy that takes like, like these are the guys that legitimately take nearly every single free kick, every single indirect kick in a game where they're not, where it's at pick them at worst, like feel free Arsenal, go score your, go score your four goals and and try to, right. If you try to try to run me down. Yeah. I mean, I can't go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, just to summarize your argument, Jordan, you are conceding that, you know, 20% of the time Arsenal might completely bury your lineup. But in those situations, those 80% of the time, you think you're winning enough that it doesn't matter. Would that summarize your philosophy? This is old school Premier League DFS back in the day style slate where this is this is why I'm on the this is it's 2023 and I'm still one of the best players in the lobby. Like 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 typically I. My one of my leaks is sometimes I get a little too safe, so I would play like the the Joe Matinho types and the and the the Calvin Phillips and the defensive midfielder types. We're not talking about Madison Gibbs White and Pereira are the attacking central midfielders for these teams, so they have goal ups. Dude, these guys could score goals and assists also. So like, why am I relying on picking out the right Arsenal players that score goals? Because if you're sitting there and with a Granit Xhaka goal. Uh, a, a center back goal and an own goal and it's three nothing. And then Reese Nelson comes in for Martinelli at the 64th minute. It's like, <laughs> right. You're sitting there going okay. like, what, what, what happened? Arsenal did well. And like, I didn't get the right guys. It's like, dude, I I'm going to play the three guys of the teams that they're the worst teams, but they're the guys. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. hard to think of Lester scoring a bunch of goals and Madison sitting there with six points. Yeah, I I can't really argue with it too much. I mean, I think you might be right. Like, uh, good prices on all those guys. They're all good plays. I guess I just, sort of what you said at the end, you have to, if I play some of those guys, I have to leave some other guys out. And maybe it's just that I'm, I think I I think maybe I think the floors on the Arsenal guys are a little bit higher, a little bit safer, maybe a little bit more of a sure thing, and maybe I'm wrong about that. But that's just why I, or maybe that's just you're why right, I'm, Ryan, and you should take my two hundred and fifteen dollar head. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know you you've brought me back down to earth a little bit, but yeah, I still think that like. I wouldn't mind just going for the, with the Arsenal capture method because I think there's plenty of floor points and goals and assists. So, so, so hold on. So you're going to play Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard. If you saw my lineup right now, I'm just looking at it and it's just, it's just, it's gold. It has six Arsenal players. In cash games. <laughs> it's just the one I made. Like, I don't know. It may, maybe it's a terrible lineup. I can see doing that for like like I can see doing that for the 150 King of the Pitch qualifier. Like weeding yeah, 23, 23 entry, you have to win first place. But you think Arsenal is gonna do that well that all six players No, again, maybe I'm wrong. So now's the time to say that like Arsenal really hasn't come through in these spots recently. These Arsenal stacks have failed mostly. Um <laughs> again. A good time to say so, that. <laughs> Like, do you, if you really want me to get into it, like, 
I think it sort of dep- depends who starts, but yeah, I mean, Arsenal don't have any, they're not in Europa league anymore. I mean, do the, where, when was the match? Odegaard put up like 27 floor points when they were chasing the game against Bournemouth. They 27 floor shots. points. You really think that's going to happen again? 12 shots. If, if Arsenal don't score, that's what will happen. Right, because that's because Ryan, that's the reason why you play six Arsenal players for the well, game where they don't all the score. other guys had huge floors too. I'm just saying, like you're gonna get there either way. You're gonna get there with goals or floor, unless, like you yeah, said, maybe you get a. It. It's not like these guys are cheap, right? But it's not like Madison's cheap. Yeah, you're still paying for Madison, and Madison had a super tilting run out last go around. Like he got a yellow card and. He only got over 10 points because of an assist. So I don't think Madison is necessarily bulletproof. Leicester are super inconsistent. He does have the set pieces that make his median more reliable to hit, though. Well, the, the, the point, I think it's more of a question of not necessarily Madison, but Morgan Gibbs-White. Because, I mean, the forward position is much more scarcer when it comes to floor points. So, like, to me, like, in midfield, like, for midfield, I would rank the midfielders that I would want to play Madison, I would rank like McAllister for the price Good. considered. Yes, I would rank them. Madison, uh, McAllister one. Uh, probably Madison two. Madison and Pereira in there, and Net Neto. We have to. I think Neto is the bigger conversation on this slate because if you tell me he's playing seventy five minutes. Then I'm going to build a Pedro Neto lineup. Like there's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to find, I'm, I'm not going to play one of Madison Pereira or McAllister because I need Neto's 4100 because he's way underpriced for 75 minutes. But you tell me he's coming off at 60. I'm not sure if I need him. I, I still would like him. But you tell me he comes off at 45. Screw you. You go play him for 45 minutes, and hopefully he's efficient enough to get there for you. But I, who plays – I don't care what the price is. You don't play guys that play 45 minutes in, in soccer DFS. Ryan, what do you think about the Pedro Neto situation? Yeah, I think it's super annoying. Um, but you, you were you were right last time. I mean, he was a terrible play. I came off at 45 minutes. That being said, he missed Wolves' best chance of the game, like a shot from six yards out that he scuffed. But – Anyways, yeah, I mean, is he ever going to play more than 45 minutes again? I mean, like, you have to fig- you have to figure out the chances of that before deciding if you want to play him. It seems pretty risky. Like, L- Lopertegui seems like he's going to be really annoying with these subs. I mean, is Neto not 100% yet, or is he is he ever going to be? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's so cheap, but it's so cheap, and it's a pretty good matchup. But I don't know. I don't think it's a must or anything. Like, yeah, Jordan, to your point about 75 minutes for Neto, let's just pretend that Neto was 100% fit. I don't even know if he goes 75 minutes under this Wolves regime. They rotate all of their forwards and midfielders completely. So that, that's a good point, I think, to, to add. Right. To and, and, to, and to me, the opportunity cost in midfield is, is tremendous on this slate. That do I want to take up a 4,100? Do I want to take up a slot? It's not like we need to say the only reason you play Neto is because you're playing Arsenal players. So, like, if you told me, if you told me I'm going to build a lineup without Saka, it's like you almost don't need Neto, right? Unless you want to pay up twice at defender for some reason. Like, so it just comes down to like, how many raw points do I think I could get out of three midfield spots with like Madison Pereira and McAllister? And it's like, I'm so much more comfortable. I mean, look, look at what I'm telling you. Madison, McAllister, Pereira, Gibbs White, Zaha. Aren't, don't you feel, don't you feel you get that, that nice warm feeling in your stomach, right? You're leaning back on the couch going like, A little bit. Yeah, I, I, I do. do. I see why you're comfortable go, with it. Go, uh, do I, Arsenal, go out and try to try to beat me. Go, just go out. Yeah, and- I, okay. I see. Yeah, I see why you're comfortable with it. Um. Yeah, I don't Neto know. Neto scores not... three minutes in and Saka puts up a hat trick and I'm dead. You know, really, though, it's not going to be surprising at all if there's not one goal and assist between the guys you mentioned. Now, I know I, maybe I, that's I fine, but, that, but, I but somebody on Arsenal is scoring 30 plus. Oh, you got lock? Is that a lock? 
That's a lot. I mean, it's it seems like it. <laughs> no, I don't know, Jordan. You're, I, I might be wrong about this. You know, sometimes my brain doesn't work for cash games, but to to I don't me, know. to me, uh, uh, Ryan, the most the 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 person that you the people like to me, Saka and Odegaard, like. I understand why you'd play Saka. I'm making the case that Saka is not a bad play. I just don't think the salary distribution is worth playing that type of lineup. And then Odegaard, if you want to make a case that you'd rather play Odegaard over Madison, Pereira, and I'm not, I'm not counting Gibbs White because Gibbs White you're using because he could fit in a forward spot. If you want to play Odegaard, if you could find the thousand to get from Pereira to Odegaard, I could, I could. I can see the case for that line. I could like to me, Odegaard is the closest to if you wanted to play. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, and save the yeah. So you know, where else? That, I mean, we're we're pretty much that. on the same page. We're pretty much on the same page because I think Saka is a little bit too expensive. I don't think he's a must because you can make great lineups without Saka because you don't have to use one of those punts. And then yeah, it is Odegaard. I think. You know, we'll see. Maybe I'm overvaluing him. I, he, to me, he's probably the best midfielder on the slate. So that's like, it gets me more towards Arsenal. But yeah, you know, these other midfielders are good too. Ryan, do you think your tendency towards Arsenal might have to do with the fact that you might be thinking about a 10-man contest that's so a winner-take-all, which kind of feels like a cash game, but you want that more upside versus just like yeah. a straight-up double-up? Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I've been playing those. I've been playing these four- and five-man winner-take-alls, and especially in during this international break where we were just stacking the favorite. I mean, basically every slate, it was just stacking the favorites. So then I see here, and, you know, maybe I'm overrating this spot, but home against Leeds is a good spot, especially for this Arsenal team. Like, um, you know, we haven't, if party starts, I guess, so they've been a much different team with party than with Jorginho. I think, you know, I look at stuff like if Jorginho were to start, I think they, there's a higher likelihood that Arsenal could bust. But like, if I see party in there and it's just the a lineup, I just think they're going to blitz leads and be all over them, score a ton of goals or put up more floor points than any other team. So yeah, if I'm wrong about that, maybe I'll just lose, but also maybe you're right though. You are right in that it's more of a winner take all strategy, which is sort of the stuff I've been playing. And how Jordan mentioned, like that's the type of lineup that I would play in the King of the pitch if I was still allowed to play it. So yeah, maybe not for the 50, 50 cash games. No, but but the, the point I made that point because those are the types of lineups I play in the one fifty. If you notice my lineups in the one fifty, yeah. a lot of times I'm I like I'm like oh, everyone in cash is playing these two guys from Man City, and I'm playing five. Man, I'm like I I want all of like like if Gundogan scores, no one has him because and I have the assist from the other guy. Like I could see that for a contest where you want to come in first out of 23 people, first out of 20 people, first out of 10, maybe not first out of 1600 people, but first out of those, like the, if you were playing a five man winner, take all, I'd be much more inclined to like, how do I get a little bit more correlated and a little bit more upside combinations together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, especially if you know that your opponents are going to be playing more median style lineups and may, maybe, maybe no one has Odegaard. Maybe not. Maybe only two people have soccer build the soccer construction like and then he puts up 36 points and you you don't even have to worry. You could have a zero in the right. You could have a negative goalkeeper and win the five man that way. But like if you're playing 34 man double ups, 23 man double ups, head to heads across, you know, you know, rando people that are taking your fifty dollar and hundred and nine dollar head to heads like, dude, I try I. If possible, I look at a slate through the lens of if no goals get scored, who are the highest scoring players on the on the on the slate? And I try to play as many of those as possible. Yeah, no, makes sense. Makes sense. I find myself persuaded, Jordan. You're a you're a good teacher. Um, let's. I think we really haven't mentioned so much. Sixty five hundred dollar um, Alec uh, McAllister. He's a ridiculously good play at that price, especially if he's attacking midfield for Brighton. So we just want to emphasize, we haven't been talking about him much, but that's probably because he's a shoe-in in cash games. Um, anyone want to disagree with that? No, he's he's one of the rare players on on this, on this in soccer, DF, in EPL DFS, where he takes no set pieces and probably still should be, he should be 8,500. I can't really think of another player like that. 
You know, it's really weird. Yeah, he takes no set pieces and he's not like 4K. You know, he's 6 or 7K and you're still you're still like, yeah, he's a cash play. No, I, I agree. I can't I can't really think of many other players like that. Well, I guess I mean to me I view Zaha as that type of player also. Yeah, for right? forward. It's just that Zaha typically is priced at 8,000, 8,500 and we're going, okay, he's going to be low owned because like but he doesn't have like as safe of a safe or a high of a floor as McAllister. Well, also McAllister plays for a way better team. Right. right. That's 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 right. That's why. Yeah. So opportunity cost is pretty high at midfield. So outside of Thomas Party, and then we have you know the Pedro Neto, who the heck knows what's going on. Are there any other cheap midfielders worth looking at? Not for cash games. I mean, truthfully. Like if I, if, if this is the type of slave where I'm not playing three defenders, I'm playing three midfielders and, and to three me, good ones. right. To me, it's, it's, it's Madison. It's Pereira, right? It's 7,000. You could throw an Odegaard. Okay. That's fine. Uh, McAllister. And then if you're going down, you're going, if you're going down, I'd rather, if you're going to go down to 4k, just play Pedro Neto because he's probably fairly priced for 45 minutes. I, I agree fair, with like that. He's fair. Like if at if he, if I told you he was only going to play forty five minutes, and he's forty one hundred, like I don't think what who who are you going to play at forty one hundred that's going to score 10, 15 points anyway? So I don't think you're losing out that much by playing him. But if he plays more than that, like he should be six thousand, seven thousand. So you're just getting the upside there. So because we have a situation like that, like why am I why am I playing Jefferson Lerma? Like, why am yeah. I taking a shot on, like, like uh, I'm going up and I'm going to take uh, uh, Ruben Neves at 5,200 for no reason. Or if well, Philip yeah, Dillon yeah. at 5,900. Like, it just seems like if you're down in that range, you're just playing Pedro Neto. The one name that stuck out to me yeah. was Zhao Gomez, 3,500 for Wolves, who kind of gets a little bit forward as a central midfielder, but I don't really want to do it. It's just a name that if you have that much money left over, maybe you should just reevaluate the entire lineup instead of playing Zhao Gomez. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, I think you're right. No Jao Gomez. I was looking at him, but Thomas party, right? I mean, yeah. I know you, you, you mentioned him, but I think that's a decision between him and Neto. If you, if you have that for midfield, I don't know. It's, it does seem kind of crazy that they're the same price, but I, I have don't know. two other people that I, it would, that I would, I would be remiss to not mention, uh, but there are concerns on both of these guys. Uh, one is whether or not Hamed Traore plays. Oh, yes. At 6,400 for Bournemouth. I mean, Bournemouth is favored. I mean, slightly, whatever. Uh, I think Tavernier's back. I don't know how he's going to affect, like, how Dango or Jaden Anthony, like, how, I, I don't know how they're going to line up. I don't, I don't know. And then also, how is, what is Hodgson's effect on Michael Olise? Because these are guys that have good floors also. I mean, like Michael Olise is one of the highest floor players, you know, with set-piece responsibility for Crystal Palace that if you told me you were going to play Elise over Pereira, I wouldn't call you nuts. I mean, Elise is one of the highest floor players that there are. So, like, do I want to play Zaha and Elise together on a five-game slate with a Hodgson-managed Palace team? That's a little iffy to me, right? But I wouldn't call you, like, nuts if you wanted to play play him, but Traore at 6,400, like I'd much rather play McAllister than Traore at 6,400, but these are guys that are in the comp. This is the main reason why, like, like why, like, what do I, what, why do I have to play Odegaard? And then like, why no, do don't. I have to play Neto? And then it's like, if I play three of these guys, I don't have the money to play Saka at 11.5 and, like, and then I have to punt with like Vinicius in that type of lineup. It just makes it, there are all these midfielders that have nice high floors. It just, it just makes it more and more that like, do I need Arsenal in my lineup? No, I don't think you need that. Here's the thing. Like you keep saying, do you need, 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 but I want, like, I want <laughs> Arsenal. Like, you know, like, no, I mean, o- Odegaard is 8K. I mean, these other guys are like the same price. They're all fine plays. I, I don't know, you know, not going to keep talking about it, but yeah, I agree with you on. O- well, o- but um, when I say by, by need is that your, the Arsenal, Arsenal Odegaard could, 
good. Okay, here's the thing. So, uh, like, and I these like guys the can also. Guy. It's one of those things where even if the Arsenal players do well, these guys could still come close to matching right. that anyway. Okay, I agree. They could like, and I agree with you about Olise. He, if you want to choose him over Pereira, I think that's fine too. Um, but like choosing one of these guys means you you can't have an Arsenal player in that spot. I don't know. That's what I keep coming back to. Like, yeah, they're all fine plays, but I'm going to miss out. Like Odegaard has the same floor and twice the ceiling. So like, yeah, I'm going to find the thousand for him. I don't know. Like, again, I might be wrong if our Arsenal is just going to bust in my face, but that's just, that's just how I'm uh, thinking about this slate. I got $5 head dads posted also. Okay, but you know you can't play um you can't play Rob Holding or Ramsdale either. Who said I'm playing either of those guys anyway? I I didn't think you were, but I'm just saying, like, those are those count too as Arsenal guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And what a great segue that is into the defender position. So we've kind of um, talked about this early on. None of the high-priced defenders seem particularly enticing like they're solid plays but they're not worth prioritizing at least to me like a stooping on like players like ceramic plays stooping on almost every week it seems but 6400 for like an eight point floor that feels a little bit rich kenny chete that feels rich at 6300 and zinchenko adam in his article mentioned that if uh, tyranny is on uh, is not on the bench zinchenko is more likely to go 90 so maybe that's more of a tournament option um Ryan, do any of these high-end defenders appeal to you? Like, who's the most expensive defender that you're looking at that you want to play in uh, cash games? Mm, yeah, for cash games, probably not. I just I think they're overpriced, like you said. You can't really pay 64 for Stupinian. Uh, I it's a good point by good point made by Adam. If 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 Tierney's not on the bench, I think Zinchenko has the highest floor and highest ceiling of all the defenders. If you, you know, if, if you're, if you're giving him 90 minutes, then yeah, I think that's a pretty good tournament play, but I don't think you're in this range for cash games. Yeah. I don't, um, what Maybe, about like, I don't I think, think the first Jordan. Names, yeah. First names that come up to me are like Anthony Robinson at 4,600 and Renan Lodi at 4,800. You could Jordan, you're probably playing both of those guys with yeah, the way that your pricing works out. You're 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 naming my lineup. You're you're you pretty much <laughs> right. I think uh you could also de- uh, depending on the Wolves lineup play a uh, Semedo. Just also understand with these Wolves players that any of these guys could come out at 60 minutes. I mean like like the, 
Like it's thirty four hundred. He's probably underpriced, but like if you want to, you, you don't have to, right? But I mean, the two that I was looking at, where you're not spending up up, but you're not spending down down, are Lodi and Lodi and Robinson. I think they have the the highest floor. I don't think their floors are dramatically different than the ones that are the the, the defenders that are a thousand more, right? Outside of maybe in the case with Zinchenko, uh, but I don't even think you have to get up to Zinchenko. But yeah, the, you you took the words right out of my mouth. What about, so I guess we're talking about the Wolves guys. I think Johnny Otto is still suspended. We should double check that. So if he's not on the bench and Bueno isn't on the bench, then I think Ryan Eitnori at 4,200 would be a much better defender play because he often ventures forward in this Wolves formation. So those are some 4K guys there. So in cash right now, I have a lot of the expensive guys. I have Madison, I have Saka, I have Gibbs White, and it's forcing me at defender to play Rob Holding and Nelson Semedo. Um, I'm not entirely happy about this. Am I giving, are you giving up too much at defender if you're playing pain down like that? Or is it worth, you know, sacrificing Saka or sacrificing at other positions to make sure that you can get up to maybe a more reliable six points, something like a Lodi, six to eight points that like a Lodi and uh, Robinson can provide. Basically is doing holding Semedo too, spending too little. Is that too risky for cash games? I don't think so. Um, so yeah, like I think Robinson's probably the best, uh, point per dollar or yeah, that's, he's probably who I'd go with in cash games. Lodi. I mean, yeah, Lodi's fine too, but I don't know. I look at him and I see three straight yellow cards and some early subs and they have another left back on the bench. And also he's going to be up against Adama Traore for some of the time. So I, you know, I can leave underdog Lodi and for 4,800. Yeah. Rob holding, I think is fine. And tomato, man, I, I should probably not talk about, I mean, I've talked about tomato plenty. He's never <laughs> seems to really do it for me, but I'd be fine playing him. I mean, it's against forest and it's 3,400. So no, yeah, 3, I, I, wouldn't mind. I don't think right that's back? bad. I actually no. think like the only guy like Robinson's the one that I'm like, you know, worried about fading. Like if I didn't play Robinson and he scores like 10 or 12 or something, that could be trouble. So yeah, I think Robinson's pretty decent. Yeah. If I had to rank them, I think Robinson would be my preferred. Everything is price adjusted. So, you know, with that usual caveat, it would be Robinson. I think Rob Holding's just too cheap for his clean sheet odds. And you can like, that's how you find the 1000 to get up to Martin Odegaard. I mean, that's something I'm a little bit more inclined to do. And then tomato 3,400. I, I, we, we talked a lot about Nelson Semedo, I think, in the show before the international break, Ryan. And he, he's kind of like a frustrating player, but you, you mentioned that he has good attributes. And at 3,400 on the wing, even on the road at Forest, I feel like that's got to be fine. I mean, you're just paying yeah. cheap for a decent fullback. Yeah, I still feel like he's underperformed expectation for basically the whole year, at least just by a little bit. And some of it is because Wolves have been bad and you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's a little bit better than 3,400. Wolves have been bad, not, you know, not creating a lot of chances, different managers. Um, but, you know, against Forrest is a good matchup. I'd be fine paying 3,400 for him. Yeah. And I really don't, th- going back to the previous comment, like playing holding and tomato, you know, I don't get to have Robinson, but you're really just not sacrificing too much at defender. So I think spending down twice is, not as big a mistake as it often can be on DraftKings.com. Maybe you should put it that way. There, and there might be some trade-offs that make it worth it. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, it's just to play devil's advocate, you know, I've been playing these center backs sometimes, and I see Arsenal, <clears throat> they only have 44% to keep a clean sheet. Seems like they haven't really kept clean sheets in these spots sometimes. So, I don't know, maybe I'm overrating somebody like holding. But, yeah, for 3K, I like the the clean sheet equity and I also think you know, Holding's got a goal in him. He's at least like I'd be very surprised if he didn't have at least one shot in this game. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Three K is just too cheap for the Arsenal center back. Yeah, it lets you do a lot. Um, two other defenders, very cheap. You have Joachim Anderson at twenty six hundred and Craig Dawson at twenty seven hundred. Adam isn't here, so I have to mention them for him. So if you want your uh, if you want your center back goal, those are the two places I would look. I would look to. Yeah, I mean, I have um, a lineup where. Sorry, I have a lineup where I couldn't even. I think those guys are fine. They, obviously, those guys can score goals. Dawson too, but 
I couldn't even afford them on this on one build that I was looking at. So I had to go all the way down 2,500 in this Musa Niakate, or however you say his name, just back for <laughs> for Forest. So there you, go. I, you might see him in one of my lineups if if the lineups are as expected. He's going to score a header off of a Morgan Gibbs white cross. Right, exactly. There you go. Well, Jordan, do you have anything that you want to say about these uh, low-priced defenders, or should we move on to one minute on goalkeeper? You're on mute, Jordan. Well, it, it, I didn't need to really say much. It's goalkeeper. Play wherever you want. What I'm going to do, though, in my lineup, I already have it. I already uh, – Ryan, I have the lineup. Maybe I play hold. See, I could play holding and steal, but then I, I, I wouldn't. I still be playing one Arsenal player. So just, just to increase the variance against Ryan, my lineup, if it fits in this way, would be Gibbs, White, Zaha, Madison, McAllister, Pereira, Lodi, Robinson, and I got thirty eight hundred dollars left. So uh, if you're gonna play Arsenal. I'll play the keeper against them. okay i mean i i just i have to i have to take i think i have to take some of your head-to-heads just just out of principle you know i can't guarantee you that i won't play robert uh, that holding i can't guarantee you that i won't play autogard i can't guarantee you that in your specific head-to-head that i just block (laughs) autogard and play and play other players and make sure that autogard doesn't kill me what happened to no Arsenal players? I thought that was the deal. Yeah, the caveats are coming here. Okay, okay. No, uh, yeah, no, what's going on now? It. This is what, what's what's the, what 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 the if uh, assuming the pre- predicted 11s <laughs> come out the way that they are, and you and I will make sure that if you take my head to head, I will not play even if I play holding or something in my main cash lineup when I play everywhere else in the lineup against you. I will not play a single Arsenal player, which includes center backs and goalkeepers. And but like, it can't AR if ARS okay. is in my lineup, because no Fair matter enough. what it is, but I mean, you, once you start, if for some odd reason, Madison's not in and McCallister I know, I know, I know, and like, I know. Like, right, and right, right. You know, right. it's like, okay, then now I am playing Arsenal players. So as long as the slate remains kind of the way it is, right? Like if Morgan yeah. gets, I mean, we're talking about people that are going to play, like Gibbs White and Zaha are going to be like, all these guys are going to be in. All these guys are going to be in. Yep, I agree. Take my take my two fifteen big shot. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to sell my two fifteen somehow because I I can't sell them otherwise. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, you asked for it. Maybe maybe I asked for it. We'll see. No, you tech you. I think you asked for it. I think yeah. You you put yeah. down the gauntlet, and I said I'll take you. Right. Up I was just phone. yeah, sort of offended by the dis- the Arsenal disrespect. <laughs> well, if you want to see the results of this head-to-head, you'll have to become a Rotowire subscriber, and then you can. Hey, go wait, to sorry, Jack. I got to interrupt that. you once more. Oh, sorry. please. I don't know. This has just been on my mind because there's a forward that I can't believe nobody mentioned. That people normal, you know, plenty of people playing cash games all the time, and I was just waiting for one of you guys to bring him up, and nobody ever did. Who is it? Pascal Gross. Oh, come on! I can't do that to myself. <laughs> I thought no, no, good. I just anymore. Okay, sorry. I thought one of you guys was going to make the argument for him here, and no, I'm he's an eighty-four hundred dollars defensive midfielder. Hey, well, I know, but you know, we're talking about Gibbs White, and he's playing for, you know, a better team. Okay, uh, no, I just I wanted to tell people because I I wanted to tell people that if you see if you're playing head-to-heads, if you're playing cash games, and you see somebody with Pascal Gross in their lineup take a little note of who that player is and try to go get their head to heads for the rest of the season. Just wanted to give, give people a little bit of advice going forward. Yeah. But you could probably say the same advice for if someone has like uh, uh if someone stacks arsenal. No, or the Pats and Daca or something. I mean, like you can say that about a lot of things, right? If no, no, have, no, uh, come on. I, no, no. Because Pascal Gross's own, he seems like he's owned still. In, or like you know, some people think he's he's a cash play on this slate. I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe he has a floor, don't. but I mean he doesn't maybe have an eighty four hundred dollar worthy floor. No penalties yeah, okay. anymore either. It's yeah, just yeah, a yeah you guys you. agree. I just I just thought maybe we would have thrown his name out there. I mean, you still see people rostering him, and I mean, if people aren't playing Saka, you never know. Yeah, 
Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps up cash game stuff. So we really haven't talked much tournaments, so maybe we can do that pretty quickly. It's a five-game slate, so there's a lot of ways to go, and Arsenal are going to be fairly popular. So, Jordan, what what's your approach to GPPs? Are you inclined to maybe try a stack Arsenal, or are you going to look to one of the other three games, one of these other three toss-ups, and try to find I think I'm more likely to stack game. one. Uh, that what I'm looking into is uh, stacking uh, either uh, stacking to some extent, like three plus two, something like that, of Fulham Bournemouth. So playing something like Vinicius, Pereira, Robinson, Solanke, Anthony, or like, you know, like Billing or something, you know, something like that. And in that lineup, it's cheap enough that you could probably play Saka in like you tell, I mean, you could even play like an Arsenal, you could play a high price guy, you play Madison in that lineup. I also have at the Leicester Crystal Palace, where you could play Zaha, Olise, Madison, Tete, you could do whatever. I, you know, that type of thing. And then Brighton, maybe not play a Brentford player, but maybe, maybe Ivan Tony. He's overpriced at 7,900 for this slate, but I could see if Welbeck starts, he's not going to play 90, but maybe they score early. Matoma, I think the Brighton, I think the outside, I, I don't think the Brighton, it's like any other Brighton slate. They're never the highest top, top team total team. So they tend to be under-owned. And then no specific player is the most owned of those under-owned. Where it's like, well, in large field, they're not going to be 5% owned. But like Matoma is going to be 8%. And McAllister is going to be 18%. And uh, March is going to be 12%. It's like, dude, Brighton can score four goals here, no problem. So, like, I can play that. I don't know if I'm playing anyone on the Brentford side, but that's kind of what I'm looking at. I think the 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 Wolves Nottingham Forest is the least appealing game, and it's primarily due to the fact that the, the fucking five people come in for like the Wolves lineups that you never get anyone. <laughs> like they have to score early in order for it to be worth it to play them, and then there's really the Forest value. Like you're playing Gibbs White or Lodi primarily for floors, not for ceilings. So to me, those are the guys that in GPP, I'm more likely to fade of Morgan Gibbs White in GPP for an Ivan Tony type, for a goal scorer type than anyone else on this slate. So like like in, in my cash lineup, like the fade of to me, the fadeable players are like Gibbs White and Pereira, right? Madison, even Madison to some extent. Like those types of players, they could give you 12 points or whatever, but I could use those players to stack the other players in the game. So like if I'm playing Madison, well, who does he get? I want to play Harvey Barnes, right? I want to play DACA. I want to play, you know, something like that. If I'm playing Pereira, I want to play Vinicius at 4,000, right? And then I want to play like Solanke. I want to play these cheap Bournemouth guys if that game goes off. Uh, I think that's much better. And unless Ryan... You're going to be playing Arsenal lineups that have like, like what Patrick Bamford or something. I mean, uh, Leeds players in it. You think Arsenal no. is going to steamroll them five nothing? No, no. Um, I would. No, I could see Leeds scoring. Um, but if I played like Arsenal stacks, it would have someone like a Edward maybe for thirty five hundred. If you're trying to afford Saka and all that other stuff, um, this slate. You know, it seems like a lot of a lot of the slates we've had, like they're all similar in that Brighton always seems to be in this spot at home in a decent matchup with like a 1.8, 1.9 total as the second top team. I mean, it just keeps happening every slate and people. Yeah, you mentioned it. They don't really love to play Brighton here, so they're not going to be over owned. Um, I will probably. You know, I'm not going to have more than one or two guys that aren't from Arsenal or Brighton. Out of my five spots, four, two forwards, two mids, and util, like, I'll have at least three Brighton or Arsenal in all my lineups. Like, I just, I don't overthink these spots. I've been doing it on every slate, and then I'll try to find a goal, cheap, cheaper goal from somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much else yeah. to say. I'm just play the best plays, I guess. <laughs> I agree. It feels like the 10th slate in a row where I would be recommending, well, Solly March, he looks like a good, good, good in this spot. And then McAllister as well. I mean, it's like the, it, literally like the third slate in a row where I'll just be running out a bunch of GPP lineups with those, with 
two of those guys. Right. Like if I don't, yeah, if I don't play Arsenal, it's like, oh, now I get a chance to play Sally March. So like I just end up on Brighton. So it's hard for me to get past to get past that. But I will look for some cheaper spots. Um, I like Bournemouth. Uh, I like the, the cheap Palace guys. Um, yeah, like Jordan said, it's tough with Wolves. Really tough with Wolves. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't want really want to play Carlos Vinicius. I think he's fine, but like maybe a bit over owned for for four K. And just I feel like people will play him in tournaments. Yeah, sounds good. I don't know. Um, Not a lot else to say. I mean, term, you know, you can you can come up with a, a a few different strategies that are all good strategies depending on yeah what you want to do. Yeah, you just have to hope that you picked the uh, the right spot. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything else they want to get off their chest. Um, it's going to be April Fool's Day tomorrow, though. So, is there like a player, a coach, or a team that's most likely to April fool us in uh, one way or another? If no, I have to nominate someone. What's going to end up be... happening is, is Ryan at, at, at lock is going to open up our head to head and see that I've played all Arsenal players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's why, Hey, that's why I also, that's why I had to get married tonight instead of tomorrow. They didn't want a, a April fool's wedding. April fool's. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have like the bad karma the sort of thing. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> If I have to pick an April Fool, I think Roy Hodgson might April Fool us with a nice wide open attacking Crystal Palace side. Everyone's going to be excited to have their grandpa back coaching them, and it's just going to spark a good performance. So I think that might be your sneaky April Fool slot. That is not financial advice, though. Um, so I think with that, we can call it We can call it a show. Um, good luck, everybody, on the slate tomorrow. Adam's article is up on the website. We should have a FanDuel article up as well. And if you ask nicely, I think Adam might even do some showdown videos for us Sunday or Monday. But otherwise, um, I hope you finish second place in all the contests that I'm in. And I hope you win all the contests that I'm not in. And yeah, good luck, everyone. Good luck, everybody. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.